Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, and Grow, the podcast. If this is your first time joining the broadcast, I am your creative solutions creator and professional messmaker, and my name is Teresa. This week, I want to talk to you about independence and responsibility. Independence and responsibility are two skills that we as adults are always trying to foster and grow in kids of all ages. These are skills that are constantly strengthening and evolving. And you can grow these skills in many different ways. So today I'm going to go through and I'm going to give you some tools that you can use, some tips that you can use, and some activities that you can use that will aid in making it easier to build independence and responsibility in kids of all ages. So I want to start with our tip. And a good tip for building independence and responsibility is that routines are a great way to encourage independence. By building routines, kids come to know what to expect or what is coming or what is going to happen next. And they come to also understand what is expected of them or what they are responsible for in a particular situation. So you can set up routines for all sorts of things. You can set up routines for meals. You can set up routines around how the table is set and who is responsible for doing what. You can set up routines around prepping meals if your children or students are of an age where they can assist in that. And this allows them to know what their responsibilities are, whether their responsibilities are to pour everyone's drinks or to set the different dishes on the table that have food in them, whether it's a salad bowl or any kind of salad dressings or anything of that nature. You can build routines around homework, around getting kids in a mindset once they come home from school of having to get their assignments done that they had to bring home. This may mean you set up a routine around gathering the supplies that they need, getting themselves a snack, making themselves comfortable in their workstation, different things like this. And it becomes 
a natural part of their daily tasks. They know after practicing for a little while that once they come home from school and they have some time to relax, that their homework has to be done by a specific time, and that there are a series of things that they need to do either to prepare for getting ready to do their homework or to actually get through the process of doing their assignment. You can set up routines around cleanup as well. This could involve a little bit more adult guidance, but in the long run will make kids more responsible and independent. And what I mean by that is this. You can label your containers with words and or images of the items that need to go in the different containers. Then do the same thing for the shelves where those containers go. And once you as the adult do that, kids should need very little, if any adult, interaction or supervision to clean up their messes. Because they will visually know what toys they took out and they will be able to visually see what toys go back in what containers and where those containers go once the toys are picked up. Now, you can use this same method with bath time, with uh, preparing the, their lunch in the morning, or maybe preparing their lunch if they're home at lunchtime during the day. They will be able to go into the fridge or into the cupboard and see what food is what and how many of each thing they are supposed to take. And you can even make a visual cue for how many items they should have in their lunch total if it's packed properly. It would probably be helpful to create a lunch packing station so that they have all of these cues in one area. So that is a little in-depth explanation as to what your tip is for this week. Um, again, I'm sure you will be able to come up with many other ways in which a routine would be helpful. And hopefully the ideas that I have shared will help inspire you to come up with your own routines for something you specifically feel would, would warrant a routine around independence or responsibility for your specific situation. Now I want to move on to some tools. Some tools that I have already talked about, um, but I'll get a little bit more specific. So the tools I would encourage you to use this week are charts, stories, and questions. So let's start with charts. With the example that I gave with the cleanup and the lunch prep, charts are great 
for fostering independence. Charts are also a great tool to support building routines. So you can create a step chart for brushing your teeth, for what actions you need to take it before your shower is complete, what chores need to be done before you go to bed, how to clean up a messy playroom. Um, for younger children, you can create a chart to prompt children to independently choose their own clothing. So you could create a visual chart for the different types of clothing that they need before they're able to leave the house, from a shirt to pants or shorts to shoes to socks to underwear, maybe to, to as far as a hat and gloves or snow boots. You could go on and on and on. And you could create removable pieces for that specific chart that correlate to different types of weather, different times of the day. This would work really well for um, getting ready for bed. Uh, so charts are really great visual tools for supporting independence and responsibility. Uh, again, a chart would be really helpful for walking through the process of getting their own lunch pack whether it's a chart for every step you need to make a sandwich to a chart that displays how many items they need to put in their lunch. You could also make a chart for making sure that their backpack is properly prepared for the next day to take to school with homework, gym shoes, different things that they may need. So the second tool I want to talk about is stories. And you're probably wondering, how are stories a good tool to support independence and responsibility? Well, what I would encourage you to do is to talk to your child about a specific task and get them to tell you or dictate for you or create a story around how they feel a task needs to be completed or carried out. So you could create a story around packing your lunch. You could create a story around conflict resolution. So this would allow children to be independent when conflicts arise with friends that they can internally tell this story and work through the steps of how to solve the conflict. Now, stories like this are something that you might use before the problem arises as a practice for a situation that they might face. Same thing for getting a task done. 
For instance, as winter comes around, you could talk to a child about what they need before they can go out into the cold or out into the rain and get them to tell you a story about the different things that they need to be prepared for that weather or those conditions and how they would use those things and why. Creating these stories and allowing kids to create these stories and dictate these stories on their own helps them to mentally make a note and be able to recall when they're in the situation further down the line of, oh yeah, I remember we talked about that story about what you need before you can go out into a snowstorm so you don't get cold or you don't get sick. And it will help them recall that they need a coat and they need snow pants and they need gloves and they need boots. They might need a scarf. They might need a hat. Um, so it's just a fun activity to play through to practice being independent and responsible for their own belongings and their own well-being. So the third tool that I gave you for encouraging independence and building responsibility is questions. And the stories piece and the questions piece kind of go hand in hand because you can use the questions to get kids to tell a story about working through a situation. So perhaps the way that you are trying to enforce independence or responsibility is by getting kids to use their own critical thinking skills when they face a situation like getting dressed in the morning or cleaning up a messy playroom or packing their own lunch. And you can create a story around how the mess got created and how they can work to get the mess cleaned up. What kind of tools would they need to get this mess cleaned up? What kind of tasks do they have to carry out to get this mess cleaned up? And by getting them to critically think about this, it helps them break down what feels like a daunting task into smaller steps, and they're more encouraged and even excited to get the job done. Now, another way that you can use questions to encourage kids to work through situations is asking them questions yourself that prompts them to do something. So perhaps they've dumped a whole ton of blocks on the floor. It's a giant mess. You can't walk through the, the particular room and it needs to be cleaned up. And you could ask them, what is the fastest way that we could divide up all these blocks and get them put away the fastest? 
And they might say something like, well, we could put away all of a specific shape of blocks. Maybe they say, we could put away all the blocks first that look like a bridge. So then you could prompt them to seek out all of the blocks that look like a bridge, and they'd have to find where they go and put them all away. So those are just some fun ways that you can use charts, stories, and questions to build independence and responsibility. I would be very curious how you guys use charts, stories, or questions to prompt and support responsibility and independence. I would love for you guys to reach out and share your ideas around these things with me. I'm always looking to talk to new people and share ideas. So you can leave me comments here on the broadcast, or you can head over to Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group. You can also find me on Instagram, where I share tips, tools, questions, and activities, and all kinds of fun stuff. If you are wanting to get involved in our daily conversation, you can join the Creative Campus Early Childhood Learning Activity Group. And you can search that through Facebook and join in the conversation. Again, I would really love to hear how you guys use these tools in your own unique ways to build responsibility and independence. And I'm sure you guys can come up with some really fun and unique ways of using these as well. So I'm going to go through and give you some ideas around long-term projects or activities that you can engage in that engage independence and or responsibility as you practice other subjects through learning and skill building. So we're going to start with math. And the math activity that I want to encourage you to use is prepping meals. Again, whether this is breakfast, lunch, or allowing them to participate in not only cooking dinner, but creating dinner. So you could create an entire process around it. And if you take your kids to the grocery store, engage them in the grocery shopping process. Talk to them about why you're buying the food that you're buying and what you're going to create with it. And allow them to ask questions about how you're going to turn specific foods into a meal and really spark their curiosity about cooking. And cooking is a really great way to introduce and practice math because you're, you're measuring and you're pouring 
and you're cutting and you're cooking and these different things practice numbers and they practice fractions and they practice amounts of things and you can very easily practice math skills by getting kids engaged in meal prep. One of my favorite activities for cooking and practicing math skills is Play-Doh. Kids love to make their own Play-Doh and then get to play with it after the fact. And a little extra tidbit, Play-Doh is a really great tool for practicing math because you can break it into pieces and you can create numbers with it and you can roll out actual math equations and then create a visual representation of the answer using pieces of Play-Doh. It's a whole lot of fun. It's one of my favorites. So then I have a science long-term project for you, which is personally, as an adult, one of my favorites, but it's something that kids get really excited about, and it gives them a real sense of confidence and pride on top of building independence and responsibility. And the science long-term project is caring for plants and animals. So you might have a pet at home, and by giving them the responsibility of changing that animal's water or feeding that animal every day or several times a day or training that animal to learn new tricks, all of these things foster independence and responsibility and give kids a real sense of pride that they are taking care of a living thing. Now, it could be as simple as a fish or growing some seahorses, or you could move up and maybe you have guinea pigs, or like myself, you have dogs. The, the kids love to play with the dogs and they love to get the dogs to do tricks that the dogs in turn won't immediately do for me when I try to do them. And it makes the kids really proud that they will do these tricks for them and not for me. So it's a really great way to get kids feeling pride around being independent and responsible in terms of taking care of a pet. Now I want to give you a long-term project that builds language. And this one is a two-parter. This one is paper dolls and make-believe play for exploring roles. So we'll start with paper dolls. Paper dolls is a great eye-hand coordination, small motor activity that allows kids to create play which reinforces independence and responsibility because they create these scenarios where their paper dolls 
engage in independent activities or ways of uh, engaging in and displaying responsibility. So perhaps you have paper dolls that can have pieces added to them that represent firefighters or doctors or farmers or nurses or teachers or you name it. And kids start to create these scenarios around the roles that these characters carry out. And they learn independence and responsibility through the scenarios that they create. Make-believe play is sort of the same thing, but it's more of a fully engaged experience. Make-believe play is one of my favorite learning and skill building, ex exploratory learning experiences to offer, ever. I absolutely love watching kids participate in make-believe play because make-believe play builds language. It creates language. It gets kids engaged with one another. And again, it allows them to carry out roles that they see modeled by adults. And oftentimes, when they get to experience these roles through play scenarios, whether it's being a vet or being a farmer or, you know, being a parent or being a teacher, they want to, once they go home or go back to their everyday routines, they want to recreate the feeling of being independent and doing things for themselves the way that they created in their play, and also being responsible. And a lot of times they start to ask for opportunities to be responsible, whether that's helping carry in the groceries or taking care of the pet or putting away their own things, or it can go on and on and on. So the last one I'm going to give you is for motor skills. And this one might shock you a little bit, but I swear it works. And that is chores. Yes, you actually can get kids to engage in chores. And again, chores give them a sense of independence, responsibility, and pride that they did something. Now, full disclosure, chances are... They're not going to get the chore done the way you would do it if you did it yourself. As adults, that's something we have to learn to let go a little bit. But you can see whether it's cleaning the windows or taking out the trash or clearing the dinner table. They feel a real sense of pride when they accomplish these tasks. And then... The better they feel, the more they want to do. So as we round out our time together today, I'm going to give you two questions that you can use. Again, going back to uh, the tools that I was talking about with building stories and asking questions, these two questions can help you create those stories and engage in conversation and 
experiences that build learning and these skills that we've been talking about, both independence and responsibility. And those questions are, number one, what are you trying to achieve? Getting the kids to dictate to you what it is that their goal is. What are they trying to work through? What task are they trying to accomplish? And then you can ask them, what do you need help with? You could also ask them, what tools can I give you that will help you get this job done? And listen to what they have to say and offer some guidance as to how they could get that task done easy, easily. So I want to thank you for joining me for this episode. I hope you find this information useful. And I hope you will join me next week when I have another fun, engaging topic of invitations to help you play, learn, and grow. Don't forget, you can find me online through Facebook and Instagram. If you have any questions about anything at all, feel free to reach out. And I want to invite you to take advantage of the 30-minute call that I offer, which is free, that I will ask you some questions around some things that you might be struggling to find solutions with. And then I will create five solutions for you based on your child's skills, their needs, and their interests. I will leave a link for you to get access to that call, and I will talk to you next week.